You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 074. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 74. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. You all stretched out for podcasts? I'm all stretched out. You look did like, a little yoga. You do a little, gotta stretch it out, gotta... <sighs> Like a little bend. Got to get a little sweat going. And a little stretch. A little stretch in a bend. <laughs> Dip my toe in jacuzzi, baby. A little, uh, little tenacious, tenacious D. Tenacious D reference. If anybody fucking got that. Kudos. They're our new best you, friends. You are in our tribe. You're in the trust tree. You're in the trust tree. Hi, babe. Anyway. Hey, how you doing, love? I'm so excited to hang out with you. I know. I love doing these with you. They're fun. I know. We have such mm-hmm. a good time. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. This is really going to be kind of like a deja vu moment for us because (laughs) we recorded this podcast like two weeks ago and I was trying to clear out space on my laptop and I accidentally deleted it. So we're we're coming back. The second time's a charm. Second time's a charm, but you don't know that. Yeah, I'll edit that out. So we, so we sound extremely <laughs> professional, as always. <laughs> For you. So you guys know a lot of times we'll do one week life topic, next week love topic. And this week we have another topic suggestion from a listener about self-sabotage. So this is all going to be about what to do if you know very clearly that you sabotage yourself sometimes you know and you actually do things that are directly opposite than what you really truly want so we're going to talk about that a little bit today but what i do all about you but before we do we've got to tell you about our halloween oh we had a great halloween so yeah fun. So fun. now that we're like halfway through november now we <laughs> we've got to clue them in but <coughs> um me. So we're going to tell you about this epic Halloween adventure that we had. It was such a blast. But uh, I wanted to remind you guys, please, if you haven't done so already, swing by thekickassrelationship.com, all one word, and you can come hang out with me and get a completely free relationship video series. So if you dig any of the advice or the the tools that I've given you as it relates to love and intimacy and relationships, we're doing, um, I'm doing a huge series where it's completely free training and you can watch the video online or you can download the audio if you want, you know, similar to how people download these podcasts. Yeah. So if you prefer that method, you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah and You're out of your mind. I am. <laughs> Mind, you have so much away free. Being I mean, my, I love that about being you, in my right mind is overrated. I think. Yeah, well, you got to be in your left mind then. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't done so, cruise by and make sure you jump in on that. And it's um, it's not going away. So even though there's been two videos that have been released, you can still have access to both of them. It's not like you missed okay. it because okay. you didn't jump right in on the. You know, so, so you come, come hang out and you can see what people are talking about, what they're sharing, and uh, and then you can share it with your community. <clears throat> and if there's people you think who could, you know, value 
or, or gain some value from learning some of these tools and tips. And it's a little bit more elaborate than what I do on the pod. So cool. come hang out. And okay, so let's talk about our Thanksgiving. Halloweeny. We had Thanksgiving. A great Halloween. Yeah. Halloweeny. Halloweeny. So we first of all, let's talk about our costumes. Okay. Because they were a smash hit. They were amazing. Yeah. But you know, I had like five steampunk brothers <coughs> at the uh at the event too. There was a bunch of steampunkers. Did you? Did yeah, you they that? they said I know because I was so faded. But um <laughs> I noticed how amazing we were and how amazing the restaurant was and everything. But no, I didn't know. There's there a were... bunch of top hats and goggles. And, well, yeah, they yeah. said that it was going to be that there's a lot of people who dress steampunk who yeah. come there. Yeah. Um. So we went to this incredible place. In, it was really fun. In LA. It's called the Edison. It's called the Edison. And it's actually the old Southern California Edison. The electricity bu- building. Uh, yeah, building. Yeah. And so it's very industrial with like mm-hmm. lots of pipes. and Yeah, and like wrought iron staircases and brick walls. and So cool. But it's kind of been redone to almost be like a 1920s kind of like speakeasy. speakeasy yeah. Like you get the feeling that. Because the way you enter, it looks like there's nothing really on that street. Like right. it's totally unassuming. It's totally in an alley. Yeah. yeah, you have to enter through like an alley, and then you go in, and they have like this full blown smoke room, and it's like all this music, yeah, and people it's on doing tap dancing, and there was a band that yep. was all you know had skeletal makeup on their faces. Oh, they so were cool. shooting like or they were uh, displaying 1920s like silent movies on the wall. Yeah, like projecting. Um, people on stilts. I mean, it was so cool. Go-go dancers. It was amazing. Reasonable drink prices. Yeah. Oh, and they had a smoke room. The smoke room the was smoke pretty cool, The smoke room was yeah. so cool. It was all glass, but they had these two panes that water dripped down, so it looked like it was raining outside. Total ambiance. So cool. And it had a shoe shine. It was a total shoe shine. In yeah, there. It, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we had a... I mean, I had a really good time. <laughs> we all had a great time. Yeah. It was fun. We we went with some friends of ours, and um, it was cool because it was our, all four of us, it was our first time ever being at the Edison, and I was all nervous because I was like, I have a suggestion for Halloween. <laughs> and we're all virgins. You know, and we had we had to get tickets for it, and so I was kind of going, gosh, I don't, this will be, this will suck if like, I am like, my suggestion is awful. Nobody yeah. had a good time, but every all all of us had such a blast, and it was such a great environment. And it really was. It was the a great. The band was awesome. Yeah, yeah and so. everybody was friendly. And I did it was um, a really cool spot. And, and like something you need to know about us, like we used to do a ton of themed parties and stuff like that. So we're we are no stranger to a costume, and we just <laughs> really don't fuck around. Like we. No half-assing, man. No half-ass. Go big or go home. That's so right. I did a, a really cool 1920s costume. You did. That was awesome. It like w- a 20s exotic dancer. Yeah. Which was kind of like cool. Exotic, erotic dancer, whichever one. I prefer erotic. <laughs> Same thing. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was really, really cool. I had one of those. Is exotic and erotic the same? I don't think so. I, exotic I, means like it's foreign to you, where erotic means like it's arousing. Sexual, yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like I was erotic. You were. 
I mean, I tried to. You go- always argue. I tried you know. to. You're sweet. Uh-huh. I tried to Google like all these vintage like pictures and stuff. It was really cool. It was fun. Yeah. The research alone was fun. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into self sabotage because no one struggles with this. Yeah, not even me. No, not even Mm-mm. Mr. Smith. And you know, we. Uh, it's interesting because this was a submission from a listener, like I mentioned. And I was like, how did I not think about self-sabotage? Like, that's what we all struggle with all the time, right? I remember seeing a quote somewhere that said, our, our greatest uh, pain in life is declaring we want something and doing the exact opposite. Wow. And I was true. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that is our greatest pain. Yeah. Like how many times do I, you know, work with a client who claims they really want something, some sort of change or something, and then they go and do behaviors that are exactly opposite. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. I catch myself. So this was a great submission. Um, and if you aren't aware, you can cruise by thejoyjunkie.com. If you click on the podcast, there's a place where you can actually submit a topic idea. Yeah. So if there's something, even even if there's something that we've uh, talked about and you're like, I don't get how this applies to this or how would I do it if here's my situation yeah. or um, can you say a little bit more about this? I'm I'm happy to do that. Um, so yeah, if you, if you have an idea, drop by. We always go to that first. Um, and you can always get some coaching, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's true. I've actually um, worked with a couple of clients who started off as listeners. And if you are, um, if that's something you know that you're interested in, you can you can hit me up online as well and yeah. see what it's like to work one on one. I don't take very many at all, um, so it has to be a really great match, and you know, feel like it's a good. Um, yeah, but anyway, you can find out all that stuff online. Cool. So let's talk about self sabotage. And, and I see this a lot. Like, I mean, obviously, I think one of the biggest ones is with food and weight loss. Like, that's something that we can all. Relationship. Yeah, yeah. And that's something we can really all relate to because almost everybody has had a goal of getting more fit or lose weight at some point in their life sure. or change their physicality in some way, either to get, you know, maybe pack on some weight if you're a dude or if you're really thin or the the opposite. So, you know, that's a really clear example of like, well, why do I, you know, do all this exercise and then at night I eat a block of cheese or eat a, I whole, eat, cake. Eat a whole cake or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's plenty of other ways that we sabotage, you know, like uh, I, I see this one a lot. People trying to get over an ex or get over an old relationship and they still will go search Facebook or still text them or stay in communication or keep memorabilia around them that reminds them of that relationship. Um, Also, you know, people will sometimes uh, self-sabotage. I think there's different types of self-sabotage. I think today I'm going to talk more about when we're really aware because I think there is a type of sabotage when you're not aware that you're doing it. Sure. Um, Saboteurs are tricky. Yeah, and it's stuff like, uh, like say you've been hurt a lot in a relationship and you start to get too close to somebody and it freaks you out and so you run away. But you don't realize that you're doing that. You find other ways to... Yeah, your mind goes like, yeah, I don't know if they're really for me yeah, or... Yeah, you're starting to pick in at their you know, faults or whatever. That really aren't deal breakers for you or whatever. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of times where 
our behaviors, we don't really realize that there's like an underlying fear or something. So I'm not, I'm not really going to get into that because what was presented to me in this inquiry when it was submitted on the website was I'm very clear that I'm more of an evolved person. I've done a lot of self-help work, but there's still some times when I knowingly choose behaviors that conflict with what I really want. Okay. How can I turn the volume up on that type of thing? Got it. So um, <clears throat> what, what I want to, you know, I have a couple of things to look at. Um, the first is really examining what is the sabotaging behavior really about and actually really dig into that. So if it is, um, get to the root. Yeah, you really have to get to the root of it. And this, this, I can't tell you. I mean, obviously I could, if we were working together as coach client, I could say, um, was there something around this that you're afraid of or avoiding? But a lot of times there's something either that you're scared of that you're running away from, or there's something that you're desiring and craving. And so you're looking to that certain behavior to fulfill that. Mm. So, you know, let's look at an example. Uh, let's say it is like, let's say it's the getting over the X or something like that. And okay. you keep doing these behaviors where you call up your, your mutual friends and yeah. you want to, you know, see if you can get any information on. Right. Like, Oh, did they hang out at the bar the other night or. Right. And you know very well that that information that you gather is most likely going to hurt you. Right? Like you know it cognitively, but something, there's still a driving force. There's something that you're getting by knocking on these doors and by calling up your friends and stalking Facebook and stuff. So what is really, really going on there? Is it... um, I have a fear of if I don't get this person back, I might never find love again or yeah. I'm not lovable. Is it, um, is it even like an addiction? Am I addicted to this pain? Um, it can be a ton of different things. Sure, yeah. Um, it could be that you're genuinely craving love in your life, just period. And so you're reaching out to something that used to equate love. Uh, so you're, Instead of looking for other elements of love in your life, you go down this destructive path that hurts. But usually you're seeking something quite noble. Yeah. You're really trying to ease your own pain or you're trying to seek out something positive, a positive emotion. So give yourself some compassion, but then get to the root of it. Because oftentimes we're looking to something that is not going to yield the ultimate result that we want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I I use this analogy a lot about being a recovering alcoholic and um, thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to go hang out at the bar, you know, and I get that a lot (laughs) from my clients when they're like, well, I'm not going to delete him altogether out of my phone. Right, right. (laughs) You know, like I, I, I still need to have a little, no, you don't. What does that give you? It breaks your heart every time. You're hoping for a different response because you're desiring love or you're desiring connection or you're desiring something. So you keep knocking on a door that won't open to what you really want. Yeah. So let's start knocking on a different door. So if so, that's where you also have to get really, really clear. Like once you've uncovered, here's what I'm really desiring. Here's what this is really about. Mm. Here's what I'm really craving. Once you figure that out and you figure out that the sabotaging behavior that you have been choosing 
isn't working, isn't fulfilling that, now it's up to really consciously shifting that behavior. I think part, one of the keys to that is actually catching yourself because it's, it's um, you have to go introspective. Totally. When you, when you get to these places of, oh, I'm just going to go on Facebook and see how he's doing. Like right then you have to stop yourself and go, why, what's my real reason for checking that? Here's what I tell myself, but underneath, yes. right? Like you really have to catch yourself. That's a great point. Here's what I tell myself. Yeah. Like you have to really call yourself out. Like people do it with food. Oh, I deserve, I deserve this chocolate cake because I just worked out really hard. <laughs> right, right. Or um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see if he's posted any new pictures because I genuinely want him to be happy. <laughs> like, I love it. that's not really what you're motivated by. Right. He was at the bar with Tina, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but he, another thing that will happen that's very indicative of what's going on is your emotions. Mm. Because most, most, are you just being silly? No. Oh you, look, you look, oh, you look like you're smirking like, Oh, no, I was biting my lip. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Go ahead. Um, is to look at how you feel. Like when you jump on Facebook or when you text your, your ex and they don't respond or they respond with something that's really curt and not, you know, it's not what you wanted. It's not the love or the attention or whatever it is that you were really thinking, really hungry for. You feel like shit. It's the same thing that happens when you sabotage your diet or you don't work out or you set, you know, and those are just, I just throw that out there because that's yeah. such a common, common ones. Yeah. You know, but even, um, playing small at work, like knowing very well when your boss asked for, you know, maybe asked for, uh, people who wanted to spearhead a project and you really were like, oh my God, but you're f afraid you have fear around like, what if I fail? So you play small. And you play safe and you don't go for the position that you really want or you don't speak up about taking initiative. What is really behind that? Mm. And that is probably a fear right then, right? Right. And you probably feel like shit that you didn't go after it. So that's how you check in? It's just, I'm just saying, your, your emotions are <clears throat> always a great indication of what's really happening for you. So you need to take those emotions and dig into them because it can mean something different all the time. Right. You know, but it's really looking at like, well, noticing like, okay, when I scroll through his Facebook page or when I look through all of our old memorabilia, I feel like shit. Like that doesn't ever help me. Yeah. That doesn't ever make me feel good. So let's take a notice to this and go, I consciously choose to not do this behavior anymore. Right. But what, what we rest on our laurels with a lot of times as a nice big fat excuse is we say we can't. Right. And I really call bullshit on that because I think I have, a, I have a theory on can't. I feel like if you use the words I can't, it must be something that is not humanly possible. Like I cannot grow um, wings out of my back and start flying. Like, it's just not humanly possible. I can't. I right. cannot do that. But most of the time when we say can't, we really mean won't. I won't. Mm. So when you say like, uh, I can't uh, delete him. I can't stop looking at his Facebook. No, I can't, can't block him. No, you, you can't. You won't. Right. So also if you, if you take that behavior and run it through the I can't or the That's I won't. That's a good tool. It really amplifies choice. 
it amplifies the choices that you are making. Mm -hmm. So if you go like, oh, I can't volunteer for that project. No, you won't. I can't stand up to all those people at the, you know, parent-teacher conference or at the, (laughs) you know, my kid's school or whatever, whatever it is that's infringing on you playing your big game, you know. No, you just won't. It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. I like that tool. I can't, won't. I had an example. This uh, is slightly off topic, but I'll bring it back. Yeah. Um, I was, my mom got her refund check <clears throat> from the IRS. Hmm. And I was like, oh, we could start you a savings account because, you know, I wanted it. She's got some things that she needs to accomplish that requires money. And I know she's not very good at it. So I'm like... I'm going to start you a savings account. We'll put this amount over there, blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't feel right inside for me because she was kind of protesting it. Yeah. And, but I was like, no, I'm going to force her to save money. Like, I'm going to teach her that this is, you can save money, you know? And I was Mm -hmm. kind of like square peg round hole. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I thought about it later and I talked to you about it and we were like, she's a grown woman. Yeah. She knows that she has to have a certain amount of money to accomplish what she needs to accomplish. And me forcing her didn't feel good. Right. So I went back and I said, you know, it didn't, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. You're a grown woman. Just know that you're going to need this amount by the time, by this date. Right. And do it your way. Right. You know, as long as you know that the consequences are blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that the feeling of... I, you know, I had this pit in my stomach as I was doing it. it. Just didn't feel right. Right. So it shed light on like this behavior doesn't feel good. And exactly. I don't think necessarily that was a self sabotaging behavior. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It was off topic, but the the feeling is but what I'm trying to get. But it showed you yeah. that the emotions that we experience around a behavior shed a lot of light. Shed a lot of light. Yeah. So if absolutely, you know, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, that also brings up really interesting behaviors like or interesting concepts around people in your life doing self-sabotaging behavior and you can see it. Yes. And, that's, which is what that was. And which, which is, is hard, but it's also not your responsibility. And we've talked about that a lot in other. Um, other sodes. Other, other pods. But <laughs> um, so, okay, so let's go back. So first thing, Really, what is the sabotaging behavior really, really about? Like, get really honest, dig in, and excuse me. Oh my God, I just burped in the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Inappropriate. Um, Hashtag professional. Yeah. Uh, Gonna do a little burp rap? Exactly. So, (laughs) run run through just a bunch of questions. Like, what what is this behavior giving me? What am I looking for? What am I craving? What am I hungry for? What am I searching for? Sometimes I think a lot of times hope is like a four-letter word and it's killing us because Mm. we're hoping for a different response from something that historically has shown us over and over again that we're not going to get that response. Right. Second thing, develop healthy ways to satisfy or provide comfort. So, you know, using using the... um, Like, let's use finances, actually. So let's say... You have every intention you want to save and you want to, you know, do big things and you want to have yourself, your financial house in order. But every time you get money, you get all excited and you go and you spend it. 
Right. You know, and you just like blow through it. And you're really aware that that's what you do. So you start looking at like, well, what is it about that behavior? What is it? And sometimes we find that it's just, oh, well, I had no money growing up. And, you know, so now as soon as I have it, I want to enjoy it. And that's what it's really about. And then you can kind of go, okay, this is a historical issue. This isn't really prevalent. It's about me wanting to enjoy life. And then you look at, what is this another behavior I can do to really enjoy, enjoy life, life right. to sink in, to give me the emotions that I'm craving, the feelings that I'm craving. Without doing the sabotaging action of spending your money on things that you don't want to spend it on, that you don't really need. Right. Yeah, that's good, babe. So you can you can do that in tons of different ways. Like if it's the relationship issue, maybe what you're really hungry for is attention. Or what you're really hungry for is love. Mm. Like, is there a way you can cultivate love in your life? And I actually, I heard this um, talked about by one of my my mentors who I follow and absolutely love, Brendan Burchard. And I was at a conference of his recently and he was talking about the concept of feeling that we were lacking something, like lacking love or lacking whatever it is. Lack in general. Lack in general and how... Um, we are energetic spirits, energetic beings, and we can generate whatever we need. Like a power plant doesn't create electricity. It generates it from other sources, right? Right. And how we are, we are the same way. So if we feel a lack of love, it's not that it's not possible or we don't have it. It just simply means we're not generating it at the moment or we're looking to an external force to generate it instead of doing it ourselves right so what if we need the proper fuel right yeah so what if you notice like okay that's why i am so routinely like trying to get his attention or maybe he wants to get back with me or whatever and what i'm really craving is love how can you generate your own love Mm. Either self-love or expressing love to those in your life who who are really healthy for you. Um, doing loving acts, acts of kindness, even to people you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the generation of that emotion that you want to feel. Instead of feeling right. like you are subject to garnering that from somebody else. Right, that it has to come from him, her. Right. 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 So, uh, yeah, and that concept to me, when when he was talking about lack versus generating, I was like, oh, my God. So lack of energy, like, oh, I, I, I just I'm so out of energy. And he would he would do this. And it was so great. You know, like all of us would be tired or exhausted because we had been up really late. And then yeah. we got up super early and then we're just inundated with all this heavy information and we would lose energy. And he's like, the power plant doesn't you know make it it generates it and so we would all like jump up and down and like slap our legs and and, you know embrace one another and we generated energy when there was none awesome so it was i love conferences like that it was such a cool concept that it's like i'm not without energy i just haven't generated it right so gotta have the fuel though but that is how powerful we are sure you know, because we always have the ability. Like when, you know how you're always like, you swear you're tired and then all this energy comes out. <laughs> right. And you do this like crazy little fairy dance. You just <laughs> generate it kind of from the ether. Hmm. Okay. Right. So, 
All right. So developing healthy ways to satisfy yourself, to comfort yourself, to provide love with a behavior that's actually serving you. And then the third thing is to really increase your awareness around your behavioral choices. And this is really when the can't and won't element comes into play, where you really turn up the awareness on what you are choosing. So if you are choosing to scroll through memorabilia, if you are choosing to make a purchase and you hear yourself saying, yeah, but I deserve it or it's been a tough week and... I do deserve this brand new thing that I want to buy. When you know you've committed to not making superfluous purchases, you know, uh, or whatever it is, whatever your sabotaging behavior is, turn up the awareness on the choice. And then what you were saying earlier, like really calling yourself out on the excuse behind that behavior. Right. What am I, what lie am I telling myself? Right. Well, the, the the issue at the heart of that with my mom was that um, I didn't want to be left holding the checkbook. Right. Like it was, it's it would be up to me to give her that money, is what I was telling myself. Right. Like, if she doesn't save that money, and if I don't make her save it, then I'm gonna end up paying for it later. Mm-hmm. And that's the lie I was telling myself because the truth is she's a grown woman and she has to come up with the money to Handle do what it. she needs to do. Right. Not me. Right. <laughs> and So it's my choice to not be left holding the checkbook if I don't want to. Right. But if I keep telling myself that, then I will. Then you'll still act based off of that belief. Right. 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 So, yeah, really calling yourself out. Like, what excuse, what lie are you telling yourself? Is it, oh, I deserve to eat this chocolate cake? Is it, I deserve to spend all this money? Or, oh, things have been so hard. Of course I deserve to run through this Facebook, you know, nightmare. Right. Like, what is the lie? What is that excuse? And and just turn up that awareness. And again, keeping an eye on the can'ts and the won'ts. That's really... One more thing. Yeah. The... You know, back to the beginning of what you were saying, like having a goal set for one thing and then doing action opposite of it, right? So saying that you deserve a candy bar when your goal is to lose 15 pounds is counterproductive to your goal. So maybe saying something around, I deserve to not eat that. Right. Right? Like change your perspective on it or change your language around it. And most of the time what's happening there is you want a reward or you want, you know, you want a reward for how uncomfortable you've been. And so we think that must come through food, you know, because that's what makes the most sense. But what if it was like treating yourself to um, a new album that you really wanted or a concert you wanted to go to or new shoes or something that's not related to the goal you're trying to attain that yeah. you keep sabotaging. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the other a tool that you can use, if you really know and you watch yourself, like let's say you want to start a new business and you spend four hours a day like dicking around on Facebook or playing video games or watching TV or something like that and you're not you watch yourself every day spend all this time towards something that's not this big goal or this thing that you want to accomplish so what would it look like if you actually tracked your time like really said this is how much time I spent on this today this is how much time I spent on that like if it's related to something 
if your goal that you're sabotaging is something like that, right. that can be really helpful. Or if you know that you um, you really want to move on and you just found yourself going through all this like memorabilia of your ex or going through divorce papers and rehashing shit and you spent three hours of your day doing that and it's there's no court coming up, there's nothing happening, it's just you sabotaging moving on. Right. So track how you spend your time. That's a major that's a, good one. that's a major piece of coming out of denial. Right. You know, cuz we we are, we think, <laughs> "Oh no, I I have to do this. I have to check up on this stuff." I ha-. no, you don't. No. So all right, so I hope that's a, a little bit helpful as far as self-sabotage. Um, and yeah, let us let us hear from you. If you want any sort of topics covered on the pod, we'd be happy to address them. Cruise by the joyjunkie.com, click podcast. Um, also, don't forget to go to the kickassrelationship.com and join the video series so that, that you like can get some schooling. Yeah, we're doing... Nice little community. Um, the major topics are communication, uh, number one, for sure. Sex and intimacy. And then I also cover off my number one, the, what I believe is the number one secret to all happiness in a relationship, like period. Ooh. So it's what I think really has contributed to um, our relationship to and our why success. we're so successful. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, yeah, so fuck. The worst thing that could happen is you learn something. So go over there and <laughs> and get your get your ass handed to you. <laughs> but um in the meantime, just know we're sending lots of love to you and those of you who reach out and share your thoughts with me, just know that that means so much to me and love having you a part of the community and we'll talk to you next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. <laughs> <laughs>